Coming up, we're talking Devin Moran's fast start to 2022, the late model droop rule, plus USAC and extreme outlaw news. Let's do this. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Last night was another Lucas Speedweeks race down south and yet another Devin Moran top two finish. It was the second of two nights at Bubba Raceway Park in Ocala, Florida. And after missing out on the win on Monday night because of late mistakes and that contact with Tim McCready, Moran couldn't be stopped. He went overall quick time in qualifying, won heat four from the pole, started on the front row of the feature, and led all 40 laps for the $10,100 victory. The only time he was ever challenged out front was on that opening lap when he went side-by-side -side with pole setter Shane Clanton. He's now finished first or second in all five Lucas races so far this season. So five top fives in five starts, two wins, and an average finish of 1.6. If you go back to last season, he's now finished 6th or better in 10 of his last 11 Lucas starts. He and Wiley have that Longhorn chassis just absolutely on a rail right now. And speaking of Longhorn, they've had at least two cars on the podium every single night so far. We've had a few Rockets mixed in between Brandon Shepard, Tyler Erb, and Hudson O'Neill, but it pays to be in a Longhorn right now. As I said yesterday, don't expect Moran to run the full Lucas season, even if he leaves Florida with the points lead and that orange spoiler. And he confirmed that last night on Dirt on Dirt's drive home. He said they will be at the Outlaw race at Bristol, which is scheduled against the Tri-City and Macon races for Lucas. Moran begged one of those Bristol wins last season and will be looking to repeat there. Behind Moran last night, Tyler Erb grabbed his first Lucas podium of the season, finishing second. Ricky Thornton Jr. hard charged from 16th to finish third. Shepard was fourth, and Clanton completed the top five. Garrett Alberson and Dalton Wilson grabbed top ten results, while it was yet again another tough night for Josh Richards, who finished 18th, and Brian Shirley, who was 20th. Last night's program wasn't without issues, though. Track owner Bubba Clem admitted he watered the track too late in the day yesterday, and it took a long time to get it run in and ready to race. It actually ended up costing the night a few drivers, with several teams packing up and leaving. Monday's field was 46 cars, and last night was 41, I believe. Names like Max Blair, Matt Cosner, and Colton Flinner were all missing from the Tuesday field. The program started last night about the time things were ending on Monday, so there were certainly some, uh, some complaints out there. Stuff like this happens, though. If track prep and running these events was easy, everybody would do it, and there would never be any problems. This is obviously something nobody wants on a night like last night. There were also some victims of the droop rule again last night, including Mark Whitener, who got bit twice, I believe in both qualifying and his heat race. For those of you who don't understand the droop rule, a simple explanation is that it's in place to limit the left rear deck height. We seem to keep getting more and more left rear travel with the suspension on these late models, and the series are now putting a stop to it. There's a maximum measurement that teams must not exceed on that left rear corner, and if they are outside the limit, they're penalized. This is what got Brandon Overton in the Lucas opener as well. The Outlaws have been on this program for a while now, with Lucas just adopting the rule this season. If you want an even more in-depth look at the Droop rule, check out the video that Ray Cook did a few months back about Dirt Late Model Tech. I'll link to it in the YouTube description. 
Right about the eight and a half minute mark, he gets into an explanation, including showing the droop limiter itself and how they measure to see whether a car is inside or outside the tolerances. In the wind picks department, the dirttracker.com analytics prediction formula is now one for six, picking McCready last night. I'm now two for six. Uh, I correctly picked Moran, uh, Moran for the win last night. Lucas Light models are off today before returning to racing tomorrow at Alltech. We'll obviously talk about that a lot more on tomorrow's show. Over to some open wheel stuff. It was announced yesterday that Logan Seavey will chase the USAC Triple Crown this season, going full-time in all three national series. He'll be back aboard the Malloy 25 Midget, the Rice 222 Silver Crown car, and the Baldwin Fox 5 Sprint car. CV was full-time in the Midget and Silver Crown car in 2021, but didn't run the full sprint car schedule. For 2022, he's in line for nearly 100 USAC starts between the three uh, divisions. So far, just he and Justin Grant are set to go for the Triple Crown. This season, if a driver to win all three championships, they'll get a very nice $300,000, including bonuses. And if they can get two of the three, they'll take down $150,000. CV was victorious in all three series last year and will again be a serious nightly contender. The USAC season opens in a few weeks at Bubba Raceway Park. In other USAC news, Chadboat Industries announced their lineup for the Florida opener. They're bringing four midgets with drivers Mitchell Moles, Jade Avedesian, Dominic Gordon, and Jace Park set to drive. We already knew that uh, Avedesian, Park, and Gordon will run full-time with the new Extreme Outlaw Midget Series. And I'm guessing the season will include more USAC starts plus some power eye weekends. We've gotten to used to seeing moles behind the wheel of Matt Wood midgets at the Chili Bowl, but Boat will feel, uh, field a car for the California driver in select USAC events all season. In the previous two years, moles has made 11 national midget appearances with a best finish of third at Ventura. That was to close out last season. He's definitely capable of winning some of these races. You'll notice in that boat lineup too, there is no Chris Wyndham, but that's not shocking. He's ramping up his winged schedule this season with Hayward Motorsports, and we should see him this weekend with the All-Stars. Wyndham did run Chili Bowl for boat, and we should see him at scattered USAC events later this year. And we talked yesterday about drivers for the Extreme Outlaw Series, and it sounds like we can add Wesley Smith to the sprint car mix. He finished second in the USAC MWRA standings last season and is planning a full run with Extreme, driving his own CarQuest Auto Parts number 44. He joins Chad Baseflug, Jason McDougall, Chase Stockin, Landon Simon, Shane Cockrum, Zach Dom, Mario Clauser, and Corey Schutte as full-timers. We also saw yesterday that Thomas Meserol will be at Volusia with the series driving for Chris Dyson and Shawn Michael. So that extreme field for the season keeps getting better, <clears throat> excuse me, as does the group headed to Volusia for the opener. So far, Casey Schumann is doing a nice job attracting teams and cars to that series. On the Dirt Racing Podcast front, Wing Nation has Parker Price Miller this week, Noah Gass, and Lachlan McHugh. There are also new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, The Dirt Nerds, and Passing Points. To see the full list of shows and episodes, check out dirttracker.com slash podcasts. And the only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. As always, if you want to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, you can check out dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.